from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. And Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, SexM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, I'll be honest with you. Thoughts and prayers for my mentions. I'm starting to get nervous. We get closer and closer <laughs> to the NBA playoffs. Playing game starts tonight. If the Lakers manage to win tonight, they'll take on the Memphis Grizzlies starting on Sunday. If they win that series, Thoughts and prayers for my mentions. Like I, I, I feel like I should just get off Twitter. Like I came in. But you, but you, but you, you more nervous about them versus me first. Oh yeah, you got to deal with me first. No, I'm, I'm worried. And about you. And then you go to them. I'm worried. You about deal you. with me first, and then you go to them. And see, the thing is, like dealing with you, I only got to deal with you for like three hours, and like oh, okay, you know, okay, okay, that, that's right. right. The social media, <laughs> like I'm still getting blown up every day by Lakers fans. That uh, you know, the the number one, and this is all, there. There's three things that people always do. Number one, they're like, "Who's this guy?" Well, you know, I was on first take, so I'm doing okay. Uh, number two is that <laughs> then it's like this guy's never watched ball before. And it's like, oh, okay, why do we got to say that so weirdly? I don't know why social media always says watch ball. Like, that feels like a weird phrase to me. And then three, uh, the, the third one I always get is, well, how many points have you scored in an NBA game? Those are the three that everybody goes to. So, you know, I'm ready for it. I just, man, I want to do a whole music video, a whole clapback video. You can be in it if you want. Like, well, 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 hold on, Fitz, because, you know, I, a lot of people, like, tweet me at times, why is he talking basketball? Um I politely remind them that I have a damn gymnasium name after me, uh, me and my brother from my high school days. I have a jersey retired also. I went to the NBA's players camp when I was in high school, which was for the top prospects in high school to go to at the time, being coached by Hall of Famers or whatnot. So I let a lot of people know this stuff that they might not know about me. What did Mel say? When we get, when, when Mel gave you my, my draft analysis, what's one of the things that Mel mentioned? Uh, what, what kind of background? That you were an all-around athlete, a basket, uh, uh, star basketball player. It's my basketball stuff, right? Star basketball player, okay. yeah. Was not, and I just happened to have a brother that played eight years in the NBA, Tony Douglas, that went in the first round. All of these things. And they had the nerve and audacity to ask me why I'm talking damn basketball. What the hell have you done, Fitz? You know, look, I get paid to sit in front of a microphone and give my opinions. So things have gone pretty well for me. I mean, y'all can hate it all day long, but you know, this is what this is what I do for a living. I'm I'm pretty happy about that. See, this all came because I gave my hot take that the Lakers are done in the first round of the playoffs. They're not going to make it out of the first round of the playoffs. A take I stand by right now. Of course, I'm a little nervous, but I stand by it as we continue to look at Memphis and the fact that I think even even though things are a little trickier without Steven Adams. Uh, would, would have loved to have had that little nugget of information. But despite that, I'm still wildly confident. That's because it was a good take. It's time for some good take, hot take on this show. Is it a good take? That's good. Great. Or a hot take? How hot? Red hot. Find out now with Fitz and Harry. All right, so you know how this goes. We're going to play you a take from one of our peers, and we will decide if it is good or it is hot, and we will start with one Kendrick Perkins. Friend of the show, all right? Friend of the show. All-around great human being. Just a good dude. And this was his take on first take about the Lakers and what they can do in the playoffs. Oh, I'm supposed to play that, which means I'm going to come over here and play this button. The Lakers are going to the NBA Finals. When you look at the Western Conference and you look at – if they potentially match up with the Memphis Grizzlies, 
They're going to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. They could beat any team in the West, including the Memphis Grizzlies and the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. So when I look at them and what they've been doing over the last two months, I had them going to the NBA Finals. It is obvious that Kendrick Perkins doesn't know Paul, doesn't watch Paul, and never play ball. That's a, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no. obvious Kendrick Perkins is on a perky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking like that. <laughs> I think we both agree. Like this is this feels like a wildly hot take to me. Uh, you know, I, with with so much respect to Perk, by the way, who is you know just a, an icon of a human being. Boy, is it wrong. I mean, and I I, I wouldn't say it this loudly if he was here because he could kill me with his pinky toe. But let's just be honest. Like this is this is one of Perk's worst takes. Like the Lakers aren't making it out of the first round of the playoffs, nonetheless, to the NBA Finals. And even if I'm wrong and they make it out of the first round of the playoffs, man, I got I've got at this point for me a fairly sizable amount of money on a team named Phoenix coming out of the West. I'd even take Golden State out of the West, but the Lakers, come on. Yeah, this is a hot take for me. Now there is a possibility they could make it out of some of these rounds in the NBA playoffs, but the one round they won't make it out of is the Western Conference Finals if they get to that point. And whoever they're playing, whether it's Golden State, whether it's the – no, I think they won't even play the Phoenix Suns. Will they play? No, they will play the Phoenix Suns, but I think they would lose the Golden State beforehand. Uh, but also, if they do play the Phoenix Suns, I don't think they'll beat them in that matchup as well. So I don't think they're going to make the NBA Finals. It is an opportunity for them to you know advance in the first past the first round but the finals? Oh, no, no, no. That's not happening. Hot take. All right, let's go to J.J. Reddick next. ESPN NBA analyst was on first take, and this is what he said about the MVP race. I will never vote on MVP based on best player on the best team. But when you look at all of that, and it comes down to on the margins, right? Joel was a better free throw shooter than, than Giannis. That's, that's what you're going to go with? I, I, I can't vote that way. Joel won 43 games when he played. Giannis won 47. Jokic won 48. Giannis had the best win percentage when he played. Joel had the third best win percentage of those three. So it came down to that. That was sort of the tipping point, the deciding factor for me. Mm-hmm. They're all great, and they're all MVPs. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was Giannis. And he, look, I think Joel's going to win. Mm-hmm. But I had to vote for Giannis. Harry just called me new media fits. Because uh, me and JJ on the same page, that's obviously a good take. I, uh, I'm uh, Me and JJ Reddick, right here. We're right here. We're, we're twinsies. We're besties. <laughs> Let me stop. I was about to say JJ something. JJ doesn't even know but who the no, hell I am. But, but check fine. this out, though. I, I think this is a hot take. I think when you look at a guy like Joel Embiid, mm. Averaging 31.1 points per game, which is leading the NBA, also 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1.7 blocks per game. If you take, took him off the Sixers basketball team, they would struggle immensely. You take Giannis Antetokounmpo, in which he's missed some games off the Milwaukee Bucks. You still have Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez. You have so many guys that keep that team afloat, more so than you, you would uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. So I think Joel Embiid is the MVP, uh, a big that can't be guarded in the post, uh, that can go out to the perimeter and, and shoot the three ball, can do anything you ask him to do, and also block shots on the defensive end. I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade towards Giannis, and Giannis is amazing, but I think this year's Joel Embiid. If they just made it a tie, I wouldn't be that mad about it. I'm just saying. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's go to Stephen A., the king of the takes, had this to say about the Knicks, what they need to get done on first take. And I got to tell you, if Donovan Mitchell sends the New York Knicks home, it ruins everything. They have to win this series to validate everything else that Leon Rose and his staff have been doing at the Garden. What do you think, Harry? 
No, I think it's a hot take because the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers, in my eyes, I think they have a better overall team. You talk about a guy in Evan Mobley, Darius Carlin, Donovan Mitchell, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. Uh, I think overall the Cavaliers have a better roster than the New York Knicks. So I don't think everything that the Knicks have done this season will get wiped out if they lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers and Donovan Mitchell because, you know, a lot of people, New Yorkers, wanted Donovan Mitchell on their team. What Jalen Brunson has been able to uh, do this season has been phenomenal. And I'm not just going to sit up here and say that's going to be race if they lose a playoff series to the to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Exactly. Like, I think this is a hot take, mostly because frankly, it's disrespectful to where Cleveland is as a team, and yep. it disrespects this season for the Knicks. The Knicks aren't going to put a banner up in Madison Square Garden, no matter what happens in the first round of the playoffs. So this is all about, are you building towards something? And I think we've got a pretty clear indication that the Knicks are building! Alright, so uh, I, don't, I don't know what you really expect out of this. A first round playoff win isn't going to change any of that. Let's go next to Isaiah Thomas basketball Hall of Famer on Keyshawn J. Willemax as we do a little good take, hot take on Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Talked about who the pressure is on in the NBA playoffs. The Joker, of course, you know, he's won back-to-back MVPs. Not only that, you know, they're, they're the number one seed, you know, coming into the playoffs. So there's always pressure on the number one seed to finish the deal. And then when you have the best player, you know, the last two seasons, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of pressure there. But there's also a certain amount of, you know, feel good, you know, when you're the best of the best, too. You know, so let's give him his respect for being the best of the best the last two years. Isaiah saying saying that the most pressure is on Jokic. I agree with that. I mean, it feels like when you start talking about back to back MVP, it just it makes people think a certain way, right or wrong, about dominance in a game in a series. When you hear back to back MVP, Harry, to me that means that we have this presumption that you can just go in and single handedly be Superman, mostly because we watched LeBron, the goat, do it. So you know, at, at some point, we've got to put those expectations on Jokic too. So I think there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah, this is a great take in my eyes because you look at when Steph Curry won back-to-back MVPs, there was a championship that followed not too far, uh, too long after that. You look at when Giannis won back-to-back MVPs, there was a championship that followed that as well. Could you imagine how we would talk if those guys just won back-to-back MVPs and didn't have a championship to follow up within the next two years? We would be crucifying them. But not only that, Nikola Jokic is also competing for a third MVP. Right. Back to back to back. Now, I think Joel Embiid's going to win it, but that makes it even that much more pressure on him to go out there and perform for his team. And, and he doesn't even have to win the finals to me. you got to damn at least get there, at least get to the finals, because I think whoever's in the East is going to win it. At least get there if you're Nikola Jokic. As Keyshawn pointed out this morning, think about, about the way the conversation changed around Giannis just by winning a championship. So obviously yep. we know what's on the line. All right. A four time NBA champion actually had the champion of all takes. You'll hear it next. We'll react to it. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
This is Fitz and Harry. I like your haircut, my man. The oh, little buzz cut. Thank I'm Lieutenant Dan. Looking like Forrest Gump over there, my Wait, man. Wait, does I that like make it. you Lieutenant Dan and me Forrest? <laughs> I, I'm running. I, by the way, Forrest Gump. Uh, no, I like your haircut. I like it, though. Forrest Gump, wildly overrated movie. It was not even a good movie. Oh, it's a great goodness. soundtrack. You just say anything right now. Like, what are you talking about? It is not an overrated movie. It, it's, 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 what was the point? I mean, the soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks of all time. But what I'm was the point? smart man. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect though. Was was Devin Devin working behind the scenes? Was Devin ready with a with a force gump drop? We didn't know we were gonna talk. You said gump and I typed in gump and we got a lot of options. I mean that is that is fast acting tin actor right there. That is that is well done. In the butt talk, sir. I can't help it. Somebody needs to speak the truth about stupid movies, and Forrest Gump is one of them. Pointless waste of my time. Great soundtrack, though. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel lady. Like, what, what, what was the point of the movie? The whole movie was pointless. All I got I'm out not of a point. smart man. All I got out of it was a couple of quotes, right? Like, I got a quote about your mama sure do care about your schooling, and I got a, I'm not a smart man. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Stupid. Never know what you're gonna get. You not like Seinfeld, do you? Stupid. Uh, Seinfeld's okay. See, yeah, Seinfeld's I okay. You'd say that. What? I like, what is so <laughs> epic about? Like, Seinfeld came out when you were like three months old, Devin. Right? It's Fitz and Harry, by the way. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, uh, uh, Evan, and Devin behind the how, scenes. How old was he? He was like three months old. Your, oh, your parents were probably you, still doing the hibbity dibbity to make you when they the first time, started. Like, yeah, like, he, he's not wrong. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to, to my mothers out there. <laughs> Shout out to all my mothers out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's our weekly shout out to the <laughs> women. Uh, when, when, when were you born here? You're, you're Devin. I'm Devin, he's yeah. Here. Yeah, he's Harry. Uh, 91. You were born in 91. Okay, no, that that's Jeez. a little before. Look, Harry, we're old, man. 91? Yeah, he was born in 91. He was born in money. What? All right, it's time for the progressive NBA shop. You know what? We're just going to try that all over again. I'm going to be professional this time. You ready for this, America? It's time for the progressive NBA snapshot. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. How about that? All right. The NBA snapshot is going to come back to one thing said by one superstar. That's right. One half of the Splash Brothers, and I'm not talking about some bad early 90s WWE tag team. No, I'm talking about uh, Golden State Warriors superstar Clay Thompson said this about the confidence going into the playoffs. We have to value the ball more, take great shots, and communicate on defense. We those do those three things. I, I don't see a team who can beat us in a seven-game series when we're healthy. They don't see a team, Harry, that can beat them in a seven-game series. So apparently they just haven't paid any attention to, I don't know, some of the teams like Phoenix. In the, I'm just saying, like, like just to discount. I don't see anybody that can beat us in a seven-game oh, series. Man. I love the confidence. I just don't agree with it. Well, the confidence is always going to be there when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, right? Six championship appearances in the last eight years, winning four of them. So the confidence is – it will always be there. Now, if I'm Clay, I I wouldn't sit up here – let me say this. From a a competitor standpoint, you're supposed to always think like that. I don't know if you should always, you know, just come out and say it, though, because it is kind of disrespecting the other people that you do have to play, especially when you're coming up in a series against a young team that can score the basketball. They were number one in scoring, and then you were number two uh, from an offensive standpoint. Uh, Also, that team – 
you don't want to give them any motivation in going into the series. They're already going to be motivated, but you don't want to add things, you know, to the motivation as well. And then you have Mike Brown, who's their head coach and used to be with y'all from 2016 to 2022. So, uh, I believe the Golden State Warriors, when they're healthy, they're going to be a tough team to beat. But anything could happen on any given day, right? We've seen them in a series where they were up 3-1 versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the whole world thought that they were going to win that series. And LeBron James and, and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, those guys were able to come back and win that NBA championship. And a lot of people look at it as one of the you know biggest letdowns in championship history by the Golden State Warriors. Now, they won other championships to kind of cover it up a little bit and from being talked about as much as it probably should but at the same time on any given series any given day you can be beaten as a, as a team I think one of the difficulties here is the Sacramento is a true wild card in the analysis yep. like Sacramento is a young team that nobody thought would be where they are they are where they are in large part to your point because offensively their explosive pace of play has been absolutely incredible for them uh, they haven't turned over the ball a bunch like their their ratios are all on the positive side but then when you start to look defensively uh, they're an abomination right so now we know and we always talk about this when you get to playoff defense uh, playoff basketball it's different in these series you got to be able to defend especially against a team like the Warriors so oh, yes. it's pretty easy to take the logic of look this is what it takes for playoff basketball and it's not by the metrics where Sacramento's been and Sacramento hasn't been there before so they have no experience in this moment but I still think that there is something powerful about a young team that feels like they're playing with house money, that has no pressure, that's going to play in a, a home arena. And I know it's not a long trip from Golden State. I know I've made a big deal about Golden State road woes. And I know that's not supposed to be a big deal going into the playoffs. But imagine, and you can appreciate this as the former athlete on this show, right? Imagine what the vibe is going to be like for the first home playoff game in Sacramento in 17 years. You want to tell me that there yeah. isn't a pop from that? There isn't a kick from that? And you're a young team that's playing with explosive energy that nobody thinks belongs there? Like, I just think it's really, it's it's easy to let the numbers tell me Sacramento doesn't belong. It's hard for me to figure out how the emotion will play into that conversation. But I, I will also say, like, from Clay Thompson's standpoint, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take hell and high waters defensively to be able to stop them from scoring. Right, They haven't been the best defensive team this year, but we have seen them be able to lock in in years past. And I know each year is different, but you know they're getting a guy back in Andrew Wiggins, and I think his, his you know, conditioning is going to play a big part in their success moving forward. Also, you have a guy like Jordan Poole that can come off the bench and give you 30 on any given night as well. They have the elite scoring. Now, it's about – you know, whoever they're playing, are they locked in defensively? It's, I'm glad that Klay Thompson feel this way. I just don't think it's something that should be said out loud because a lot of people already feel that way about the Golden State Warriors, that they're going to be a tough team to beat when everyone is healthy. There's no need for Clay to talk about it and voice it out loud. I think there's some element in my mind, too, where the Sacramento approach has got to be. We're just going to get into an all-out scoring free-for-all and see if we can win, right? Like, that's their approach. Their approach isn't to suddenly figure out how to play lockdown defense. That's not going to happen. So they're going to have to rely on their stars being able to outscore Golden State stars. And I laugh as I say that because it just speaks to what a bad draw this was for Sacramento. I feel bad. You spend 17 <laughs> years waiting to get your shot back in the playoffs. You get there, and now you're taking on the defending champion, a team that's, that's finally gotten healthy 
and a team that can beat you a million different ways. I, I, I don't know for Sacramento how that plays out because, to your point, I don't think they can't. There is no way in my mind that suddenly we're going to see a game that's a defensive struggle in this matchup. So Sacramento's only hope is going to be that they can figure out a way to outscore somebody. That's Boy, that's just a tough well, way to well, win any games in the playoffs. Well, here's what I'm worried about when it comes to Sacramento because they do have a young team. Right, and a lot of these guys haven't been in this situation before. Kevin Herter has because he's been to the playoffs. Harrison Barnes, he's been to the playoffs, right? But a lot of guys on this team has not been in the situation that they're they're about to go in. I want to know how is this team going to respond because throughout the Warriors in this playoff run that they've been on since you know Clay Thompson and Steph Curry has been there and Draymond Green as well, the third quarters have really been a quarter that you know the Golden State Warriors have put teams away. I want to see how they're going to react to a monster third quarter by the Golden State Warriors moving forward into the fourth quarter. Are they going to be able to, you know, keep things in line and keep their head um, high and still be able to, you know, play at a high level versus being young and letting it get to them and put the head down? Now Golden State just go ahead and mollywop them because they can't face that adversity. That is one of my favorite words in the world. Mollywop! He's got <laughs> mollywopped! All right. Uh, someone who has... That's how, that's, how you, that's how you know you grew up in a black household. <laughs> if you don't shut up, I'm a mollywop you, boy. Wait, so if I start, <laughs> if I start using mollywop in my common uh, vernacular, as I would say, uh, does that mean that uh, I get, like, does that increase my chances that, that, that mean that mean that mean you hang around some black people that bro. means i get that the, mean you hang around some black families means seriously. i'm headed to the, the cookout <laughs> that's what it means like i'm getting more and more ingrained in this cookout all right uh <laughs> oh, no no okay fine uh, devin has said no to that maybe i'm gonna mollywop devin during the the break here someone a okay probably a baby all right well you know what someone who has less confidence in the lakers than even i do tells us if there's anything that will change his mind that's next Fitz and Harry, the podcast. is different because usually in the postseason you have multiple days of prep for a team, but you shouldn't be comfortable. You gotta stay on edge and get ready for the game. Tonight the Lakers will take on the Timberwolves with Minnesota being less than a hundred percent of themselves and pressure on LA to get it done, to get some time off. How's it going to play out? What's it mean for all the playoffs? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. 
Going to let the Wolfpack go by one. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us. Tim, last week, Harry was uh, he was over there doing some TV magic while you and I got to wax uh, about uh, the Lakers. Uh, we've had a few more days uh, to sort of think about this, <laughs> a couple of more days. Has your, has your confidence changed at all in the Lakers and their ability to go on some sort of a long playoff run uh, over the course of the last couple of days? No, I mean, I think they're in the same situation they were before. Like, you give them a puncher's chance because of the presence of two superstars on their roster, but I still think, if you know, assuming they get through this game today, which they're favored to do for a variety of reasons, um, you know, I, I still think they're an underdog to win a series based off the fact they're not going to have home court advantage. And I don't really, even with the injuries in the front court for Memphis, I don't like the matchup overall for them. But but again, if you have if you have... AD and LeBron, you have a chance. And that, that I think, is really uh, where things sit. And, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, if they can get this done tonight. And if they can, like you said, they get, you know, four days off before they have to play in uh, in Memphis on Sunday. And, and then we'll see where, uh, where things go from there. Tim, i got to ask you, when you look at the Lakers, right, heading into this game tonight, the play-in situation that they have against the Minnesota Timberwolves, let's just say hypothetically they win this uh, this matchup and they got to face the Memphis Grizzlies. I know you have Anthony Davis, you have LeBron James, but who is one other key person for you that has to play well within that series to even give them a chance? Well, I mean, I think it's three guys. I mean, the way Austin Reeves has played, he's got to continue to play well and, and put pressure on – uh, Memphis and get to the foul line. Um, and they need D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley to hit shots. I mean, the Lakers are still not a good shooting team at all. Um, those two guys are both very, very streaky shooters. When they're hitting shots, they look great. When they're not hitting shots, they look pretty bad. And, you know, like tonight, for example, you know, if those guys go 10 for 18, which they're capable of doing, I think it's going to be very hard for the Lakers to lose this game. On the other hand, if they go two for 18, which they're also very capable of doing, that opens the door for Minnesota to, to sneak this, even with their injuries. So, you know, I think it's those three guys in particular. Can they give the Lakers some consistent offense around AD and LeBron and some consistent shooting? I think if that happens, then they've got a puncher's chance. And I think if they don't, they're going to struggle. I also think, like, when the Lakers won their championship in the bubble, I thought Rajon Rondo was so underrated for that team because – he had the ability to get guys the basketball in their sweet spots, and he made the game that much more easier for everyone around them. Uh, when you look at D'Angelo Russell, do you think D'Angelo Russell kind of has that pressure on him uh, within the game tonight and also if they win throughout the playoffs to, to, to be that, that, came, that same kind of um, setup guy? No, not really, because he's not going to have the ball in his hand that much. And, and D'Angelo, you know, he's a flawed player. I mean, the thing he, the thing he needs to do, Harry, is hit shots. I mean, that really is what it comes down to. I mean, this Lakers team just doesn't have very much perimeter shooting at all. And, you know, even though Malik Beasley and D'Angelo are very streaky shooters, the fact that they're just guys that teams are worried about from three is a pretty significant thing. And, and when this team is really humming, right, they're going to have – LeBron's going to have the ball. Team. So, you know, D'Angelo needs to facilitate a little bit when LeBron's not on the court. But largely it's going to come down to, you know, him and Malik Beasley have to hit shots. Like I said, if those guys are hitting points – and AD and LeBron are playing well, then the Lakers are going to be a tough team to deal with. But if they're not hitting shots, you're putting a ton of pressure on AD and LeBron to put up huge numbers every night. I just think that's going to be difficult for them. So, Tim, from the the questionable to the confident, 
Uh, when you look at the West, who are you the most confident in? Man, I'm not very confident in anybody, frankly, because the West <laughs> has just not been very good all season. But, uh, you know, I've said the whole time that the Warriors are healthy when the playoffs start. I'm picking the Warriors, and the Warriors are healthy. And I, I, trust, I trust Steph Curry to get the job done. I trust their defense as a group to get the job done. I know they've been god-awful on the road this season. I mean, they were 9-30 and 30 in games that mattered on the road, uh, which is obviously pretty awful. It would be the worst, I believe, the worst winning percentage of any team uh, to make the NBA Finals as a road, uh, in road games in a season. So that's obviously a huge problem. But, you know, Gary Payton basically didn't play all season for them. He's a big addition. They get Andrew Wiggins back after missing the past two months. If he could be, you know, even just solid for them, if not the player he was last year, that's a huge thing for them. And I just think across the board, they have the best combination of two-way players to get the job done when it counts. But – Again, I don't feel great about that. And, you know, you're talking about the best option to pick from among a very flawed group of options, which is why, you know, the Western Conference is probably the most wide open we've ever seen going into the playoffs where you could make a legitimate argument for probably five or six or seven teams that's healthy to win three rounds and make the finals. I mean, it's just we really that's not how the NBA playoffs typically go. But, I mean, you could make a credible argument for Denver, for Memphis, for Phoenix, for Golden State. You know, I don't really buy the Laker argument, but at least they do have AD and LeBron, so you could tell yourself on that. You know, if Paul George can come back, Clippers have him and Kawhi. Like, that's that's a lot of teams that if everything falls right could make a run. And like I said, in the NBA, as you guys know, at most you're talking two or three teams in the conference that usually win. The fact that we're talking about you know, six or seven with at least a puncher's chance tells you how wide open this thing really is. Well, I'm taking the Warriors just like you, Tim Bontemps, uh, especially because they got Andrew Wiggins coming back. Fitz, who are you taking? I'm still taking Phoenix out of the West. I'm taking Phoenix. Okay. I, like, I feel the most confident in KD. All right, here we go. Don't argue with that. I mean, you know, like I, I have questions about whether the Suns can say anything. I have questions about their defense, about their defense. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to ride with KD and Devin Booker, well, who's going to argue with that? Right? Like, they're, you know, they've got as good a chance as anybody. I mean, it, is, it will be a pretty unprecedented situation if Phoenix can manage to win two series and get to the finals. I mean, they basically started their season with this group on April 1st. Right? And since they only play eight games with Kevin Durant on the roster, I mean, we just have never really seen a situation like this where a team both have played together all year, and now it's going to be expected to go into the playoffs and win two or four rounds with a title. So... You know, we'll see if they can pull that off. But it would be, for as much talent as they have, it would be pretty incredible if they're able to do it. Tim, we always appreciate your expertise. You know if the Lakers lose in the first round, I'll be calling you to come back on so we can gloat to everybody on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, my friend. Anytime, guys. Talk to you soon. Tim Bontep's ESPN NBA reporter, uh, obviously uh, with me on the Lakers thing, which makes me feel a little bit better on uh, on Lakers uh, not not confident island. I don't know that I just nicknamed that. Everyone's <laughs> talking about the superstars in the playoffs. Harry and I are going to tell you who will actually decide each team's playoff fate. We'll do that next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel eighty.
postseason is here, and we kick it off with a play-in tournament doubleheader. First in Toronto, the Raptors welcome the Chicago Bulls. Then we head to New Orleans where the Pelicans face the Oklahoma City Thunder. Coverage begins tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. This year's NBA playoffs are different. Part of it, as you just heard Tim Bontep say with us, is you can't necessarily trust a lot of teams. But another part of it is that star power is spread out in unprecedented ways. So who's the other guy that's going to have to step up big for a team to get where they want to be? It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Uh, I want some more star power. And we were talking about this, Harry, as we were getting ready to look at the playoffs today for the show. And you can make a case that, you know, you've got a Giannis, you've got a Joel Embiid, you've got a Tatum and Brown, you've got KD, you've got the Joker. All of this to say there are huge stars all across these teams that are competing for the NBA championship this year. So the question starts to become, what if we take those stars out and say, what about the other guy? Who's the other guy that's going to have to step up for these teams to go on a run? Because the stars are going to cancel each other out at some point, right? Yes, they are. So you need the supporting cast to be able to make plays and be valuable to their team also having success. So we're going to take a look at the other guy that needs to step up for a bunch of these teams. And for that, we're going to bring in Devin's help. Devin, you're going to give us a team, and then we're going to dissect who the other person is. Devin's giving us a little bit of music for the background, a little record scratch. All right, I made all of America uncomfortable again. Dang it. Every segment, every hour. All right, Dev, who we got first? Who you want to bring up first? The Sacramento Kings. Oh, he starts with Sacramento. Now, obviously, when we start talking, like, uh, De'Aaron Fox is the, the star. So we're going to take him off of this concept, and yeah. we're going to say, who else needs to step up in your mind? For me, it's going to be uh, Malik Monk coming off the bench, right? I think Sacramento Kings have six guys that are averaging double figures at the moment. But I think when you talk about your bench, your bench, especially against the Golden State Warriors, are going to have to be able to come in and get buckets. Now, I know I'm not even going to talk about defense right now. I'm going to talk about scoring because that's the strong point of the Sacramento Kings. So Malik Monk is going to have to be very, very valuable to the Kings. Also coming off the bench, giving them instant offense. Yeah, I like your Malik Monk pick a lot. I was going to go with Malik Monk, but I'm also going to throw Keegan Murray into this uh, equation Mm -hmm. for what he can do on the glass, uh, particularly for what he can do rebounding the basketball. They're going to need some help there. Obviously, Sabonis does most of their lifting in that category, but uh, Keegan Murray can help in a couple of different ways. It feels like he He's the sort of guy that's going to have to have a randomly unexpected big night against the Warriors uh, for them to get where they want to be. All right. So I, just, th- I, just, I just hope the moment's not too big for him because he's so young. Because Keegan Murray is a rookie. That's, that's their first-round draft pick last year. Right. So I hope the moment isn't too big for him. And that's, the, again, the, the thing we can't really predict with Sacramento, right? Like how some yep. of these young guys are going to respond. All right. Who do you want to give us next, Evan? The Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, so obviously we're taking Embiid out of this conversation. Who you got then? Uh, Harry is the guy that he's taking. <laughs> I'm going with James Harden. I'm oh. going with James Harden because, you know, I look at that Miami series a year ago and he just vanished. Voila, magic. Woo. Nowhere to be found. That can't happen to James Harden in this year's playoffs. He's going to have to be very, very, very valuable to his team, not just sometimes, not just a game here and a game there, but every single time that they take the court, James Harden has to be a a facilitator, a scorer, and give them valuable minutes that's productive 
and helps the Philadelphia 76ers win throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I, I uh, Evan says in our ear that he thinks that James Harden should be taken out of the conversation too because he's a superstar. The one thing I will say is that while James Harden is a big brand. Well, hell, he hasn't played like it in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, like, like I'll steal Sarah Spain's phrase. Uh, James Harden forgets out of basketball in the playoffs all the time. So, like, uh, you know, uh, that, that is kind of a – I know you've been high a lot of the year on Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris and what they can bring mm-hmm. for this team too. Uh, but you're, you're right. Philly stands no chance. I mean, Captain Obvious here if Harden doesn't step up and, and show who he can be. All right, uh, Devin, let's see who we got next. The Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, see, this uh, one, this, like one this one, uh, let's see where you go with this, because I think you're going to go with somebody I'm still putting in the superstar category, but go ahead. And I'm going to go ahead and make the tape, because a lot of people love John ja Morant. And John ja Morant, yeah, he's the engine, but what really, really makes this team go, the Memphis Grizzlies to me, is Jaron Jackson Jr. With defense, rebounding, and also scoring the basketball. So I'm going with Jaron Jackson Jr. I hope he can stay out of foul trouble because when he's on the court, he's very, very valuable to this team. And I totally agree with you. I, I've i got sort of a man crush on the way Jaron Jackson Jr. plays the game. So uh, Yeah, a man crush. Like I, I just look at him like, oh, what? like I'm just like, I'm blushing. I'm like, oh, it's so fun to watch him play the game. Uh, to each his own, to so, each his yeah, own. You know, like, on the way he plays the game. Uh, but I will say this, Desmond Bain, you know, you've talked so much about the issue that they need secondary scoring, right? Desmond Bain this year averaged 21 and a half points a game. That's a strong 21 and a half points a game, five boards, uh, 4.3 defensive rebounds per game. Like that, those are big numbers from somebody uh, that, that frankly also averaged dun, 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 2.6 personal fouls a game. Like this comes back to your previous point. When you start looking at foul trouble for Dylan Brooks, for Jaron Jackson, for Desmond Bain, that's where things get difficult. So I, I'm taking Desmond Bain as my uh, guy that needs to step okay, up for okay. the Grizzlies to win. All right. What do we got next, Dev? The New York Knicks. Oh, man. I mean, the, the Knicks in this conversation. Oh, okay, I got okay. two guys. Okay. I got two guys for them. I'm going to go with R.J. Barrett and also Emmanuel quickly. I'm going to try to merge two guys into one. Okay, I'll let you do that. Um, R.J. Barrett, for the size that he is, he's a lefty. He has to be able to defend and also get buckets when they need them to. We know what Julius Randle could do. We know what Jalen Brunson can do. R.J. Barrett, I think, has to be consistent within these playoffs. And then you have a guy like Emmanuel Quickly who can come in and give you and be that spark uh, spark plug for the New York Knicks. So I'm going with both of those guys merged together. So I had Quickly as my guy on this list uh, because I'm putting Randle and Brunson together in the superstar category. And I was just being cute, going away from R.J. Barrett. So I I like that. But what you said particularly about Quickly's ability to get some big buckets at at key times, I think is key. Do we have time to get one more in here there, Dev? You want want to try? One more the go. Phoenix Suns. Okay, the Phoenix Suns. Are oh, gonna... this is easy for me. I'm okay. going CP3. CP3 as the orchestrator, right? It's your job as as the point guard to you know get the ball to KD in the sweet spot, get the ball to Devin Booker in the sweet spot, but also in that pick and roll. Make sure that DeAndre Ayton isn't forgot about. So I'm going CP3 in this one. I'm going with the name you just mentioned. DeAndre Ayton is going to have so many opportunities where he's not really taking on much. I think he can take advantage of it. This could be a massive, massive postseason for DeAndre Ayton, particularly if he steps up the way I think he can step up throughout the course of the game. All right, we'll do some more of this a little later as we go through the playoffs. But coming up, are the Lakers about to start their run to another NBA Finals appearance? Someone thinks so. They're wrong. Tell you why. Fitz and Harry. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 